Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by these fine gentlemen, Mr. Aaron, the voice, now Kamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? And joining us back from the dead, what's going on? My Jack, Mike Odo. Oh, konnichiwa. You know, you leave us for months, you study abroad, you know, you pick up a little Chinese and Japanese. With you, you, know? you know what I mean? Like, now he's just this multilingual, you know, like music professor. What you run off to, Mike? What what you been up to? Uh, let's see. There was oh yeah, quarantine. Um... <laughs> There's this one little thing. <laughs> this this one thing happened. <laughs> how's work, man? Like uh, I mean, you know, like how how's Kauai business? Let, let, let us let us know. Like how Kauai how's business this whole thing been affecting slow. you? Oh yeah, it's slow. You know, I mean, the place I work used to be, it, we used to be open five days a week, five hours a day. Now we're, now we're open four days a week. Mm-hmm. No, wait, we open, used to open six days a week to, mm-hmm. and then five hours a day. Now we're open, only open four days a week for, for four hours a day. Uh-huh. So it's tough on everybody. Mm-hmm. Is No, no question. But, you know, we're doing what we can. I think it's the most efficient way we're doing it. Because I think if we were open for our full hours, we'd be make. I mean, it, overall, we'd be making less money. Yeah, yeah, you know, because we'd probably get only the same amount of business, <laughs> which really isn't that that much right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, no but- tourists, basically. <laughs> no, yeah, no tourists. No tourists. Yeah. <laughs> and the very few tourists oh, well. that we have. Are, well, for a while they're all stuck in quarantine, so they can't do anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how, and, and that's, and I mean, we've been working with them in the sense that, like, we've been delivering stuff to them. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's tough because it's like, okay, not to be stereotypical, but I'm about to be stereotypical. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Get ready hey, for this. Oh, wait, 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 before we do this, let's just say ukulele on the ground does not. Re- uh, <laughs> you know, words of Mike Oda does not reflect upon <laughs> ukulele on the ground. This is my opinion only. <laughs> Go ahead. Backed up by some facts. <laughs> the majority of the tourists who are here are all quarantining on the North Shore. Oh, oh. I know what you mean. Wake, wake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so delivering out to them is like kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it is, I mean, what we, what we, what we feel is fair to charge them for delivering something out there. Mm-hmm. To some people, it'd be like, "Well, that's a lot of extra money," but it's like you're little. We're literally driving like more than halfway across the island to get this. To right. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we were like I just did one, and the guy was kind of given, you know, like, "Oh, that's a lot of money for it was seventy five yeah. bucks to deliver." Yeah, but I was like, "Dude, I'm delivering a guitar from Lahui all the way to Honolulu." Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know Kauai, that you that means nothing. For those of us that live on Kauai, <laughs> that's a lot. That's yeah, a far a journey point. for us. That's yeah. a, also, for, for us. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. us. For us. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and for and any you... Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of mileage. Or taxi or taxi driver. Because <laughs> like I got you, paid more to do it when I was a taxi driver for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like how much like how much is uh how much was the guitar? Let's let's just go with, with that first. Uh, I can tell you what it was too. It was a uh Koa GS Mini. Okay, so how much was one of those. So it's like an eight hundred about eight hundred bucks. Right. Like if you were a pizza delivery guy, <laughs> let's just say that right you you uh you ordered 800 dollars worth of pizza that like that took 45 to an hour uh to <laughs> to deliver 10 percent of that you know like if, if you're giving the guy 10 percent tip or whatever five even at five percent right it would be what 40 bucks at five percent yeah like 80 bucks at like uh 10 percent yeah so you know it, it makes sense <laughs> yeah you guys don't have like a guarantee like get your uh instruments get hot and ready <laughs> get the guitar <laughs> <and> <laughs> <ready>. <laughs> No, not even, not even a little. <laughs> 
<laughs> so for those of you folks who don't know Mike here, he is the uh, he is the guru. We like to call Mike the guru. Magic Mike, you know, Odo is the guru. He's the music guru. If you guys want you want to ask any kind of music related questions, um, especially music theory, Mike is the man to uh, to ask. So for all of you folks who are watching us live right now, if you want to ask uh, ask your question, your you know burning music question, today will be the best day to ask all you music questions because the guy, the myth, the legend. <laughs> no, no Kahai is here also, but you know, Mike Odo is that uh, is the here. other legend. The other legend. How about Rob Balls from Mike most, Odo? It's everyone? mostly myth, but I'll take it. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, before we get started, like um, I, I've been, you know, I've been kind of cleaning up my uh, my closet at, at my at my parents' house, and look what I stumbled upon. We talk about this all the time. This is Zen Guitar, the book. Oh, oh yeah, so we because we were just referencing this like a couple of weeks ago, or last week, or even or something, you know, like where like white belt turns to black, wash it off, turns back into white belt and stuff. So for those of you folks who are interested, this is the book I found. I found this. <laughs> Like in my uh in, in my my parents' house, <laughs> so I, I took it. I'm like I'm gonna reread it again because there's a lot of time in my hands. All right. Um. Also, <laughs> and you know, pretty cool that uh, that that Mike has his uh has his comic books in the background because I uh, I found this uh, a couple of gems. My uh, my comic book gems. So first one. This is Ultimate Spider-Man oh. number one. This is the white variant cover. So like it was. It's not even like the regular Spider-Man number one. This is a there's a white variant of it. Love, love, love Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I like Brian Michael Bendis as a writer. Mark Bagley as you know as the um, as the illustrated. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. So this is one of my uh, one of one of my grails. I would call it. And then last but not least, bam! Look at this. <laughs> Stein by Stanley, eight point um, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man one twenty. This is the death of Gwen Stacy. This is a yeah, this is a key issue. Pretty good stuff. Now I'm gonna put this in my house, but I think I put it away because uh, I was scared that like I would get some sun damage on it and stuff. Like it's not that fancy schmancy UV protected uh, <laughs> covering, so I'm like maybe you should just keep this keep this away. But yeah, I'm gonna display this in my house. In my just rub some things. suntan lotion over the whole thing. <laughs> SPF 500 times. <laughs> that should be all good. But yeah, so you know, like just like Mike in the background, maybe I should put this like in the back somewhere, like like this, you know? right. like, that's not bad right there, like actually. Photo, you know, <laughs> right there, like they'd be actually good. So that's pretty cool. As an aside for comic books, I found yeah. I dis I, I discovered this website. Yeah, read readcomics.to or something. Okay. I just have it saved. So it's this website that has scanned mm-hmm. thousands of. Is this some illegal books. thing? Like you know? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should want to support, you know, like Mike, uh, the artist. Mike does that, uh... it, so <laughs> not wouldn't be Must illegal. Be okay. <laughs> it's it's actually very cool because I was able oh. to go find mm-hmm. like very specific old comic books that I don't have and read them again. Mm-hmm. That were just like, wow, I haven't seen this in like. Yeah. You know, 20, 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had my heart broken in a long time. Let me go read Death of Superman. <laughs> and then the four Actually, Superman I have the trade paperback of that, so I, I'm okay with that one. <laughs> it's like, I bought but 10 there, copies and no one wants any. <laughs> like, now you can't even give it away. <laughs> but I had, but there, there was a comic book series called Rom the Space Knight oh, yeah. <laughs> that I was really into 
in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And I still have, you know, a bunch of issues of it here and there, but they have the whole series. Mm. So that was super cool because I was able to read from issue one and just all the way to the end of issue 75, which was the end of the series. Nice. You know what I mean? Just in just a couple days, I was able to just read the whole thing. (laughs) It was like a super nostalgia trip. It was pretty awesome. That's cool, man. So is it readcomics.to, you said? Read comics. Yeah, .to. All right on. All right, so 12 minutes in. Well, let's talk about ukuleles, guys. There's a ukulele on the ground. How this works is uh, this is what's called Live Lesson Thursdays. So if you guys want uh, basic to know anything, uh, us, uh, the four of us here have played ukulele for years. We kind of know a thing or two. And if not, then, you know, then we uh, we call someone. But usually the person we call is already here. So we won't have to make any phone calls today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try to answer it as best as I can. And I'll ask these you know these three guys to put their five cents in there we'll come up with a super answer just for you we are live so if you guys want to ask us anything use the live chat but um if not if you guys can't join us live you can always email us um send us messages to ukulele underground we'll try to get back to your question live on the podcast if you know if we can so kahai let's get started what's the first question we don't have any questions right now but um last week didn't you want to talk to mike about a performance and something that he told you that affected you greatly (laughs) that lasted with you let's let's save that let's save that first let's help people first and then then we'll grill mike about something (laughs) okay Okay. we 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 brought you here for a reason mike (laughs) was this one of those times i told you you sucked after (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) no (laughs) so um do we have any student reviews yeah uh, we have one from Wesley, and he's playing okay. Canon in D, right? But I okay. think it's in C. C in C, yeah. yeah. So, um, Canon, Bacabell's Canon, um, by Wesley. So Wesley, you know, he sent us a bunch of stuff already to just kind of uh to to check out, and he's been working on his Queen's Wave. He calls it the Queen's Wave instead <laughs> of like the regular wave, you know, which is really cool. That's a cool way of, of, of putting it, you know. And so he did Bacabell's Canon. I thought he did great. There, you know, there are some things that you know that I do want to comment on. Uh, the role looks pretty good. He is doing the you know he is twisting the wrist correctly for the for the roles that he's putting especially in the beginning where he's like when you know when he was doing that part it's pretty good but um one of the things that i do want to comment on is uh is make sure that each uh each note and each chord is ringing out to its full value especially with a slow song like uh like pachybel's canon because um once you get started with you know with the song so all that part was pretty good then once you kind of add the uh Okay, so once you add those other things in there, you want to be able to kind of hear the chord ringing out as you play the notes underneath, because the chord that you uh, that you play in beat one has to be, you know, it basically sets the stage for you know for the next three notes or four notes that you're gonna play, and then uh, and then the the chord that comes in beat one, the next measure sets the you know sets the stage for the next like three or four notes, uh, so on and so forth. So you got the. Okay, so you're hearing that you're hearing that chord ring out. That's kind of what I was missing from uh, from from this video. Is like once you kind of started picking and playing, you kind of let go of the uh, of the sustain for those chords. Okay, so um, and it I, I think it has something to do with how stiff it seems like you know that you were kind of playing this tune. If you loosen up your fingers, if you loosen yourself up, you know a little bit. 
um it should be a lot you know a lot better because um because if your left hand is so stiff and you're trying to you know trying to play other chords so say for example i get to the you know to the g you know like if i'm playing it stiff it's gonna stop okay because um as soon as like i let go of that of that chord not even like lifting my fingers off but as soon as I let go of that pressure on that chord, it's going to stop, which is kind of what it sounded like. Because um, I, and I don't think you meant to do it. It's just that once you started playing the notes, that you were kind of concentrating on each, you know, uh, on each finger playing that note out because it's part of the chord. So when you were doing that, you kind of let go of the pressure with the other fingers. So when you did... You know, and uh, and kind of cut it off too, too soon. You want to be able to just plant it there. So when you have to G, for example... Don't let that G go. You want it to kind of ring out and those notes ringing out with it. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it gets, you know, it gets even tougher when you're playing it up here. Right? Because um, when you're playing it up here, the tension goes up and even just a little bit of give on your left hand is going to cut those notes off. So make sure that, you know, that you're planting those notes correctly and you're holding it, you know, uh, you're holding it correctly so that it's held out for its full value. Really, that's one of the most important aspects of the song is because it's so slow, it just kind of has to go from one part to the other nice and smoothly. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys think? Mike, check out the video. I did. So what, um, what, do you, what have you got to say? Here we go. Teacher himself is going to uh, let us know how it's done. <laughs> so I would probably say at the beginning to the beginning of the middle of his video, it was pretty much what you're saying. I, I don't think the, I don't think the no, the chords were ringing out yeah. quite as much as they could where he really started to, to really run into some issues was when you're like bum ba da dun da 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 ba 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 da dun da da dun. There were a lot of interesting note choices there, mm -hmm. and I think and 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 this is kind of goes back to something I talk about a lot is one. This is one of the reasons you want to practice individual scales all over your instrument mm -hmm. because all those runs in canon D are basically just major scales. Mm -hmm. So if you run the major scales all over the place, your fingers will be used to being in those positions. Mm -hmm. There were times when, like, instead of, say, the sixth note, you played the flat six or the sharp six or something like that. And also one thing specifically to... What's this gentleman's name? Um, Wesley. Wesley. I could see, like, about three quarters of the way you start to get real frustrated. Mm -hmm. It's okay. <laughs> I heard him take I heard him take the big breath just that <laughs> so I'm just I just want to tell you right now don't worry too much about that we've all been there we have all taken that big breath <laughs> we have all had the hailstorm of expletives that come after that big breath sometimes <laughs> it, it's it's completely normal you know but one thing I really do want to say too is build up those fundamentals. Run your run those scales. Every chord in that song, run that scale over and over, all over your fingerboard. When you get to that part again, you're gonna find it becomes a lot easier because your fingers have already kind of done it. All right. The other thing about that is when you're starting to get frustrated like that, stop for a second. Okay. I know you were in the middle of filming a video, but <laughs> it you know, one one of the really tough things about frustration is it compounds on 
on itself. So if you get frustrated, your hands are, in general, your hands are probably going to stiffen up a little more. The synapses between your brain and your fingers telling you where to put your fingers, they're going to short circuit a little bit. Frustration does that. But the problem is, so what happens is you make a mistake, you get frustrated, you're basically setting yourself like tumbling down the tumbling down the hill that you're going to make more mistakes now that you're more frustrated stop for a second take a deep breath calm yourself down then try again um you you'll often find sometimes when it comes to practicing things that are a little bit more technical run it a few times and as soon as you start to feel that tension in the back of your neck because you're getting angry at yourself <laughs> stop for a second take a deep breath shake your hands out start again it's okay you it doesn't it doesn't matter if it takes you a hundred times to get to the fluid thing that you're looking for the important part is you just don't give up at 99 you know and and, and i mean i can't even tell you how many days in practice rooms in college i had that <laughs> and, and i had to watch myself too because for those of you who do know i i went to a church based call i went to brigham young university so i had to be very careful because if certain members of the student government were walking by and they could hear what i was screaming in that practice room at myself <laughs> I, could, I would get fined <laughs> yeah if you don't know that swear on campus 25 five dollar fine really? i would if they could have heard some of my, my practice sessions i would still be in debt to Brigham Young University. <laughs> 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 I would still, I would probably still owe him about 50 grand <laughs> worth of swears. <laughs> but you know, the, the, I think my, and my whole point of that is don't beat yourself up. It's natural. It's normal. Mm. You know, your music is struggle. It really is. Str any art form is a struggle to get to where you want to be, but it's worth it. If you love it, it's worth it. So just keep going. Keep going. You know. Yeah, and uh, going. You know, um, adding a little bit on top of what what Mike was saying. You know, with, with just it's just scales, really. Like with uh, with with Canon and D that that run that. It's um that that part is a um, mixolydian because you're starting from five going to five. Kind of like um with uh with, with with reason so if you if you know your fretboard and if you've kind of practiced your skills enough like what mike was saying it should you've already kind of done it before you know like if uh, if you're you've been drilling yourself if you've been kind of studying um like how scales work those notes shouldn't be you know uh, unfamiliar I, I don't think canon and d has any note in it that doesn't belong in the scale right it doesn't have like any kind of like if it no. was in c it doesn't have any no. sharps or flats right yeah. like it's no. pretty straightforward so yeah if uh if you do know your scale then like kind of knowing which note play next shouldn't be you know shouldn't be of a surprise right um so yeah it's that's that's really good advice to kind of just to tell everyone the importance of like practicing your scales because it's that's really all it is if you're playing you know breezen if you're playing canon and d if you're playing i'm yours like whatever it you know whatever it is if you kind of you know know your scale there shouldn't be anything that you know that surprises you yeah and yeah. and wesley has been doing a lot of classical music too which mm -hmm. Which is pretty much strictly just the scales, yeah. right? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever key that you're in, that's the scale that you're going to be playing. Well, mm -hmm. it depends on it depends on the era of classical music, <laughs> uh -huh. but definitely the era that he's playing in. If you're still playing Baroque music, which is like Bach, Pachelbel, mm -hmm. uh, Vivaldi, those guys, yeah. it's they very much were like if it was in the key of C, they didn't really move out of the key of C too often. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get to Mozart's era, which is a little bit later, and especially Beethoven and guys like that, they were trying to push the envelope at that point. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize this because to our ears, Beethoven's music is very 
consonant sounding. Mm. There's not there's not a lot of like weird dissonance there. Mm. But if you listen to any of his string quartets, when they were premiered in the 1800s, people there were music critics who absolutely hated them. So it's it's kind of like like hearing rock and roll in the 50s. They're like, oh, what yeah. is this? Mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is what is this? You know? Shaking of the hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also it's also like we, we we talked about how like music used to be Gregorian chant, which is basically one scale, one no harmony or anything like that. I think I would be pretty. I think I'd do pretty well in, <laughs> in that Gregorian chanting. <laughs> I think I, I mean I think it could improvise pretty well in in that in that, in that scale. It, it wouldn't be that hard, no. <laughs> But eventually, you know, even when they sang, when they when you added things like the thirds and the fifths, which to us sounds really normal, mm-hmm. that was almost scandalous in some parts. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, th- these two notes aren't the same. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> gotta, gotta wear like a red letter A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a red treble clef is what a yeah, red treble yeah, clef. Yeah. <laughs> But that's but that's kind of what it was. <laughs> but that's kind of what it was. And so every in, in every century, there's something usually that's introduced. Right. That you know, um, if you think about jazz, which is a really harmonically sophisticated music. Since the last time I was here, we talked a lot about jazz. If you listen to jazz of like the 1930s, which is like Benny Goodman style, and you listen to jazz of the 40s, which is Charlie Parker, and you're gonna hear way more chromatic notes. And it was like to guys from that era, the the big band era, it was like shocking. Like like a lot of, for a lot of them, they were just like, You're playing a lot of wrong notes. What are you doing? <laughs> you're playing a lot of notes. <laughs> you're playing all a lot of, of really wrong, wrong notes. notes. But the bebop guys were all like, No, we wanna we we hear the sound of this chromatic movement. That's what we hear, so that's what we're playing. And then when you finally get to the sixties where guys like Ornette Coleman showed up, and if you've never heard Ornette Coleman play, it's shocking at the beginning. Because because <laughs> his band, his big ba- his his idea of a band was he would stand with the horns in the middle of the stage, okay, and he'd have one jazz quartet, piano, bass, drums over here, and then he'd have another one over here, and the instructions were play whatever you hear. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was the his harmonic theory, such as it was, was play it it was a very reactionary kind of music so as ornette would play the melody of his songs mm-hmm. the two different bass players obviously they're hearing two different things so they're playing whatever they think goes with what he's doing <laughs> that the awesome. two drummers doing the same thing the two piano players doing the same thing mm-hmm. even the other horn player their part harmony wise was whatever they heard him do and build off of that mm-hmm. but he would never write it down because he felt like on Monday, you might feel it's this, but on Tuesday, you might feel it's this. So I just don't write it down because I don't want to, I don't want to hold you back. <laughs> so is that like what that drum circle in Kapiolani uh, Park is doing? You know, they're just like, just play what you hear. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much think about any hippie, so any hippie drum circle, yeah. or, or or if they got like the, in, the like the American uh, Native American flutes, that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much what they're doing. They're all just reacting to each other. Which, if you have oh. the skill to do it, can can create beautiful music. And if you don't have the skill to do it, it's it turns into that. <laughs> Uh, I have think? like I have like flashbacks back to Nam, right? Because didn't they have like that big drum circle night? And we're just like walking back, trying to get back to our hotel room, and there's just like uh-huh. twenty people with bass drums, just like beating it. It's like okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think All I'm gonna stay around for this drums. one. Yep, they're, they're playing. What was that? What's his name? Or Ornette? Or Orwell? Ornette Coleman. <laughs> 
Ornette <laughs> Coleman playing some Ornette Coleman. Eh? You, oh my god! You, just, you wouldn't understand. You just you don't. <laughs> You're not I sophisticated teach, enough. I God. teach drumline, <laughs> and the thought of twenty bass drums anywhere scares me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, what do you think about Wesley? I, I think like uh, bringing it back to what Mike said. You know, like when you you get frustrated, take a break, mm-hmm. and then something that you said in, earlier, like before in past podcasts, is like uh, it's not practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect, right? And and that's one of those things where um I don't know if if you were a student musician I think you've always had like everybody has this thing where they just can't play like one you know bar or one part out of the whole song and they hate it and it's like the teacher's like well just practice that one part and when you do you just get, keep getting more and more frustrated right and you're just like oh I can't do it so when it comes time for like recital or time for the actual concert it's like that part ends up becoming like something where it's like every time it comes up it's just like oh my god that part is coming up and i can't do it it's gonna be terrible and it's gonna be the worst and i think that's when you get frustrated that those thoughts just happen more often and that's what's gonna keep you back where it's like even though you're trying to play well like those things are you know it's like it's gonna pop up again when you're even when you're playing again it's like if you know a part is gonna give you trouble it's like you're gonna be afraid of it it's like oh no that part's gonna come up yeah Yeah, it can very easily be a self-fulfilling prophecy (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly yeah you have to be very mindful about that you you Mm. don't you don't want to talk yourself out of being able to do to do something Mm. because if you tell yourself over and over this sucks it's really hard and i can't do it Mm. guess what you probably won't be able to do it yeah But approach it like anything else. If you think like, okay, like like for Wesley, one of the, the, the great things is that you did film it. Watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Listen to yourself with a critical ear and watch your hands with a critical eye. Figure out where those issues were. And one of the great things that, that you filmed yourself is that you now have that snapshot in time of where you were. Send us the same video again in six months. Keep working on it. Send us again in six months. I promise if you keep working, you're going to have a lot of that stuff down under your hands. And then if you combine the two videos, it's kind of cool because you have now like this little journal of your journey to playing this song Mm -hmm. i hope you filmed yourself a bunch of other times doing it just you know that you didn't necessarily post for us to see but Mm. it can be really useful you know Mm. you can kind of see wesley's like thought process too when he hits that spot and he's like ah and he just like keeps playing right it's like we can understand that but like i think if wesley's thinking like i have to finish this song i have to play the rest of it because i'm recording a video like i think we would have actually been like oh we we appreciate that you like just like took a break or something to get your bearings right and came back and then did that you know like if you actually record yourself taking a break or saying like okay like you know recentering yourself like we can see that and i think we wouldn't tell you like oh you shouldn't do that is like yeah that's that's a good thing to actually practice in the time too if you feel like you're getting frustrated try and get yourself like back to neutral again because yeah because i think there's always going to be situations that you come across music that's gonna like fluster you and to have that that uh mental capacity to be able to say okay let me like take a breath let me get this back to where i know i can play and then restart it i think that that is a good practice and i think that's something that you might not see people actually do live but that's a skill set that people need to have to be good musicians Mm -hmm. yeah trust trust us when we tell you good musicians do this in the practice room all the time Mm -hmm. there's always times we're going to stop and just try and collect ourselves and say what what's (laughs) not working right now and how can (laughs) i fix this you know yeah and slow down too that's a that's another big one yeah you know mm-hmm. 
slow down. Have, you know, really, again, like Kahai said, it's not practice. It's perfect practice mm-hmm. gets it perfect. Yeah. It's a Macintosh so, quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, really, my, my favorite is, where's my metronome? No. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is play it right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever told the metronome story. He, he, he accused one of us of stealing his metronome. <laughs> Sounds like something you do. <laughs> no, well, okay. So here's what it was. He had a metronome that he kept on his thing, and one day it disappeared. Mm. And he always swore up and down Justin Prem stole it. Okay. <laughs> Turns out Amon Amon Mahal stole it. Because <laughs> oh. after Amon graduated, we were cleaning out the side room that he would always practice in, and we mm. looked behind like a tuba case and we found it. Is, is he related to Diva? Uh, Diva's older brother. Yeah, I I just saw Diva on like a Netflix show. Like, uh, like she's doing so yeah, good. She's she's doing some she's doing some stuff. Uh, Taj Mahal's um, kids, I guess you know. Maybe. One of the twenty-seven he yeah. has. <laughs> <laughs> I forget yes. how many. Actually, I think it's like seventeen or eighteen for real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is like I was saying, Aaron. Do you want to have anything to add? Just um, like we've we've kind of told him before, plant some finger down whenever yeah, you're yeah. doing your finger picking because that will make it mm-hmm. a lot easier, make mm-hmm. your hand stable. So yeah, he's he's heard it already. Yeah, and I didn't want to add. It. <laughs> yeah, he's done it before, but he just has to do it more consistently. Mm. And a lot of that stuff will come a lot easier. Because mm. even when Aldrin was doing, um, you know, kind of giving an example right now of mm. him playing that, you know, canon in D or mm. canon in C, the way that you did it, he was doing it with just his um, thumb picking out the notes, but he was still <laughs> holding the ukulele. Yeah, mm. so he, he kind of has right. some some way to stabilize his hand so he knows mm. where he his hand is in space instead of just free floating and mm. then having to to guess where mm. you know your strings are mm-hmm. where the notes are and so yeah just stabilize your your plucking yeah. and strumming hand mm-hmm. and um especially when you're finger picking one of the things that is a result of him not planting his hand down that's why I was debating bringing this up because we've told him before too. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll it <laughs> Is is that you can hear the difference between his thumb and what his pointer picks? Because with his thumb, mm-hmm. he's doing more of a rest stroke, and with his pointer, he's doing a free stroke. So you can really mm-hmm. hear the the difference mm-hmm. tonal like with the tone of those two. So if he just planted his fingers down, that should help a little bit. But yeah, yeah. those are all things that I think he kind of knows, and it's just like mm-hmm. just try and. Yeah. He's kind of working one thing at a time. He he's gotten yeah. the twist of yeah, the, the wrist twist. Yep. down, yeah. so knocking off one one thing at a time. Yeah, there you so go. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it can seem really overwhelming if you try and do like four yes, different technical yeah. things yeah. all at once. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So no, I mean, it, and it's it's all progress. You know, he's making progress forward, and that's the that's really the important part, dude. So mm-hmm. again, if you're watching this, man, it's forward progress. Every mm-hmm. every time you get you you improve something you're improving as a player mm-hmm. but don't worry that you don't have the other three things yet two weeks from now you'll have the next one and two weeks after that you'll have the next one and you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh mike last week we uh we talked about um pedals yeah <laughs> like and, okay. uh, wait pedal points are actual like physical pedals. like effect pedals, pedals yeah. effect pedals yeah we were, okay. we were talking about effect pedals and i remember i was uh, i was this very you know very excited young boy that just got his tenor kamaka and is about to play at the uh, kcc performance hall yeah you remember this right. and then um no but it was, okay. uh, it was for ikani kapilakako you know it was one of their uh songwriters 
you know, kind of, you know, showcased and stuff. I remember um, there was David Tomoko was, you know, was there and he was competing and stuff. And I was just there to kind of, you know. That wasn't to, for you know, e- to, to EKK. What was that for? That was for the Quiet Music Festival. Quiet Music Festival. That's what it was. That. Quiet it was Music you, and, um, you, me, and Ryan playing Breezing. Right? Yeah. You remember. You got the dates, you had, right? You, you okay. had this hair? Yes. <laughs> yes. We talked about that, too. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> great pod. Listen to it. Anyway, do you remember what uh, what you said to me when I was setting up my ukulele and my pedals? Not even a little. Go for okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> you said, and I quote. What are you trying to do? Launch a launch a spaceship with those like wait, you know with those buttons or whatever you know like what oh, are you trying to do? launch launch a spaceship? No, okay, okay. So full disclosure, <laughs> I do not remember this at all. However, that sounds exactly like something I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I bring this up and uh, because like that was actually you know I I actually have to thank you for that because that's actually the turning point of uh, of of everything because up to that point you know I was playing with a uh, with, with the band one time and I explained this last week I was playing with the band with Daniel and you know Ryan and Mike and Mark and stuff when you know when I was playing with that band I was playing with a lot of different pedals and then I started kind of experimenting with different pedals and I think you know when we were playing Breeze and I was trying to do some stuff or whatever but that was like that was a moment you know in in uh, in my career where everything kind of turned around I'm like me you know like uh and I didn't want people to kind of use the amount of effects you know that that I was using as a, as an excuse, kind of you know to uh, to tell me that I wasn't like I wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Like when I didn't want people to be like, oh, well, he just he sounds good because he has this pedal and this, and he has it's you know he sounds good because he's putting delay on it with like this reverb and or he sounds good because there's distortion on his ukulele. You know, like you can play anything with distortion, it'll sound cool. So it was that like kind of point of like, are you gonna launch a spaceship? I'm like I don't want to launch spaceships anymore. You know, like I don't I don't really want to lug around just like. 15 pound like uh, pedal board that I was like, like lugging around yeah, at, at, at that point so and I think I was like well I don't want to give anybody you know any reason kind of tell me that like that's he only sounds good because of this and from then I'm like well I want to play so good that like I don't have any pedals and then nobody can say anything because everything that's coming out of my ukulele is because of, of skill, because of my hands, it's because of my knowledge, you know, of, of music and stuff. And that was, that was really the turning point of, uh, of, of my career. So thank you for, you know, for that, for that very, very uncomfortable comment. <laughs> because that was the, uh, you know, that really, that was a turning point. And I was like, you know, let's just get rid of most of these pedals. The only pedal I really use now, um, and you've seen my, my setup is really the di um if yeah. i'm if i want to be fancy i have a um i have a uh reverb pedal <laughs> like that's that's really it a reverb pedal and uh you know and a di if i'm playing you know live with, with a band and stuff maybe i'll bring out some of the you know some of the other pedals like distortion or wow or anything like that um and but for the most part if i'm playing uh you know just pure ukulele it's just the di and maybe a reverb so thank you for that mike you were, you're it, welcome you're i don't remember guy. any of it but all right <laughs> it's uh I remember the gig. I don't remember saying that, but I just I got my Kamaka that day, and I was so excited to play it and stuff. And I just got <laughs> deflated. We're like, oh, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, never mind that. I guess. <laughs> it- I don't remember you actually using pedals in that performance, though, too. That's what I said. <laughs> last week. I'm like, I didn't even use any of it, I think. Like, 
I mean, I just had it. And you and you can still find that video somewhere too. I think. Yeah. So no, you know, I mean, it was on Ryan's thing, old channel. My thing with pedals is, and has always been like, you should be able to play first. Yeah. If you can play first, the pedal. I mean, let's be real here. You can't get a distortion sound purely from your hands. Mm. I mean, you could get it if you crank the hell out of your amp. Yeah. But and my but hand is turning the amp, Mike. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't get that. Like, there are certain effects that you can't get by purely your hands. The thing is, there are definitely people who hide their technical limitations behind that stuff. But then if they get to the point where like someone like you is, yeah, if if we put a big old pedal board with all sorts of crazy stuff in front of you, the fact that you can pretty much play whatever comes to your mind can be combined with the weird effects from those pedals to make some really cool music. The thing is, you can take a pedal further than a lot of people could because you also have the technical ability to back it up, you know? And there are definitely things that I use pedals for too. I'm not, I'm not a guy <laughs> who just says zero pedals. And there's some stuff that I can't do. You know, but that's also why my pedal board is also like four pedals, you know, <laughs> and one of them is a volume pedal. So that doesn't even really count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my EI pedal is a count. It doesn't add anything other than like EQ it. Yeah, I mean, and then and that so that's my second is like mm. my Tech 21, the little that metal strip pedal I have. There's it's like chorus and some stuff in it. But really, all I ever use it for is like the Sansam EQ that's built in. Mm. So it's like, OK, I have that and I have that. I have a volume. So like my other two pedals, they they kind of change out i i have been playing around with an octaver which has mm. been a lot of fun um mm. you know and and what what i can use that for is even on my four string bass or even my five string bass if i wanted to get like that 808 kind of electro sound that people are doing mm-hmm. yeah i can do that with 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 the octave pedal and like a filter that i couldn't really do with my hands you, mm-hmm. you can't modulate your signal like that but in the end, I can show up with none of that stuff and my bass, and I can still play. Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah if you got skills you know, to back it up, yo. <laughs> that you and and you have to. You kind of if you if you don't have those fundamental music skills, mm-hmm. then the problem really becomes that you you have all these awesome sounds that don't say anything. Ah. Uh-huh. That's what I, that's what I usually get out of people who who go that other direction and mission control everything and they show up and they have like this <laughs> enormous, you know, sometimes <clears throat> two enormous pedal boards. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Like guitarists who show up and they have like two fat pedal boards. I'm like going <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> you know. Now I do kind of understand it if it's one of those guys who does also play completely solo. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to do like a whole solo gig just by themselves. So okay, I, I understand that a little bit more. But even then, like I look at so someone who's doing like a solo solo gig, someone we've had on the Ukulele Underground channel, Evan K or Kailana Mokulahua. Mm-hmm. If you see that both the pedals are no bigger than this. Mm-hmm. They have like these little pedal train pedal boards, you know, and yet they have enough the right things in the right places that they can sound like amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now also I also just say this if you're the type of person who likes to collect random pedals, just because <laughs> just, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And we've talked about that on this pod where like we had the Hatsune Miku pedal. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Did you find it? Did you find um, it? Um yeah. Someone sent one to us. Yeah. Oh Martin. my gosh. No, I mean they uh they 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 took it but it was just too loaned hard it to, to kind of loaned it to us. Yeah. Someone yeah. loaned it to us. Even to still you check get to out. Play? Yeah, we did. It's fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were fun. Yeah, I'm not condemning pedals. Uh I I think they're lots of fun, but yeah, like um you know, it was a kind of a crossroads in in my uh, in in my career, my playing that like uh maybe, you know, maybe I am relying on these a little bit too much. And I think if I did go, you know, go with that route, like I wouldn't be as um uh, 
I mean, I, I want to say clean because I don't play clean at all, but I wouldn't be as uh, as technical as I am now because I think I'll be relying on the uh, on the sound of the pedal instead of like really just um, focusing on what my ukulele can do. So that was a that was really a turning point. I'm like, I should just learn this, like you said, I should <laughs> learn this, and then like put something on top so you can kind of you know use the effect as a complement to to what you're already doing. Yeah, effect right? should always, and that's the thing. Effect should always be a complement to your play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of saying something, um, we wrote, you're, you're in for a treat, Mike, because we're about to play you some songs because uh, today our songs are due. They were due last <laughs> week, but somebody didn't do it. So we had an extension. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now, I'm not going to say who who didn't do it last week, but let's just say that somebody didn't do it last week but, so that everybody gets an extension. So, shame on them. Shame on them. <laughs> not going to mention their name, but you know. Right, Kahai? We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. They just have to wear the red treble cloth. <laughs> the red treble cloth. Yeah. <laughs> Should make patches. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um yes our you know our songwriting songs are due i saw one person like put up you know put up a song for up uh, for this challenge right Kai? yeah hamsini i think hamsini yeah hamsini nice. did another amazing song so good job hamsini uh but ours you know our songs are due and for everyone else they're due next week you know because uh everybody gets an extension right because that one person not gonna say who you know that one person didn't decided <laughs> not to just completely just disrespect the show and just they're like you know i'm just not gonna do it so <laughs> yeah you know? they didn't even have an excuse like they're dog ate it or something you yeah know? not <laughs> i mean you know what i mean just just a total disregard for the other people on the show that are writing and working very hard on their songs so that they can put it out on time but anyway <laughs> but somebody please but but some sometime to this course somebody please is the excuse my dog ate my song i really i really want to hear someone try that with a straight face i wonder <laughs> if somebody has already done that and it was on a previous show that's right uh, i did that nobody what no i didn't do that you no know, it's a real big dog i don't have to read, i don't have to wear the red treble ate my guitar <laughs> but okay so um this month i guess or this challenge kahai why don't you let us know what the guidelines of this challenge was uh it was like an open challenge so you could really do anything play any chord Mm -hmm. play any key Mm -hmm. but some of the bonuses were like key modulation writing a folk song about a truck stop diner or dinner uh Writing about sharks because it was Shark Week too. Um, mm-hmm. And then what was the last one? There's one more, I think. Too. Let me try and look um, it up. Well, there was um, the chord progression of uh, of a major two. So like one and major two instead of a minor two. So like one, like mm-hmm. adding a major two in there. Uh, I think like uh, you already mentioned modulation to a different key. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I remember what it was. It was a like, end of a summer song, right? Oh right yeah, of a yeah, song yeah, about yeah. the end of summer. Yeah. Okay, so um, let me uh, let me let me start. That. So I didn't do it last week. <laughs> I, I had this chorus, and that's all I had. So, uh, wait one second. That Kai actually can, can you? I gotta listen to it. I haven't played it in like three days. So yeah. uh, if if I listen to it real quick, and I, sh- I should be able to get it. One second. Um, talk talk about something, Mike. Real quick. Give me like oh. 
10 mm-hmm. seconds. Or I, I, I can go. Or you can go. You want to go? I, I can go too. But I, I also have, uh, it's funny because during the last podcast while I was like editing it and listening to it, it's funny because I was like, I have a story too of something that Mike told me that has always stuck with me since. Like, <laughs> and it's not like a huge musical reveal or something, but, uh, I played guitar in our high school, like dance band. It's called that. And I was plugging in my guitar one day, uh, my electric guitar. And then Mike, I was using like a cable with a right angle plug. And so I was, but I was plugging in the straight side. And as I was doing it, I had to ask Mike for help for something. And then do you remember this, Mike? You said, Hey, dummy, you plug in the right, the right angle side into your guitar, not the straight side. <laughs> and since then, like I, I always do that too. Like to you this never day, made that mistake. Yeah. And I feel I, I, I intentionally like make it a point. Like even when, uh, back at the office, when I would set up Aldrin's ukulele, I would put the right angle cable side next to his uke to be like, you plug this side in, not yeah. this side, because it, it has stuck with me ever since. So yeah. <laughs> I don't remember okay, any of these. I don't remember any of these. They're so offhanded. But <laughs> again, that 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 comment is, sounds exactly like something I would say. <laughs> Probably preference like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know you're supposed to do this? <laughs> I th- I think it was, okay, first things first, because I think it was like, uh, hey, Mike, can you help me like tune on my guitar or something? And you're like, okay, first things first, you plug this side into your guitar, not that side. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll plug it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it's designed for, though, you know? It's designed <laughs> yeah. so you can't pull it out. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, so I got it. I got it. I got it. So right. here we go. The only thing that I really did is the major two. And I wrote about a diner. Oh, I started writing about a diner. And I'm just like, I gave up on it like midway. So and here's here's the song. It's in this in D. So it goes. I didn't even do a folk song. Floats table for one. I know that breakfast is done, but can you do me a solid? White rice, eggs over easy. Hamburger patty, brown gold covers in need. Don't be shamed, don't be shamed. Don't be shamed, don't be shamed. Just pour more gravy for me Side of sweet Portuguese To make it complete Pour more gravy on me Side of sweet Portuguese To make it complete Hey Flo, lunch has begun I think this party for one's Going to the next level Oxtail, ginger, cilantro, side bowl where bones go, and maybe a pillow. Don't be shamed, don't be shamed. Don't be shamed, don't be shamed. Pour more oxtail for me, side of sweet Portuguese, to make it complete. Still for me, side of sweet Portuguese to make it complete. Just pour more gravy for me, side of sweet Portuguese to make it complete. Just pour more gravy for. 
side of sweet Portuguese. It's to make it complete. I just remember that one is a karaoke track, which means it's falsetto. So I did some falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Started out as a diner, but I'm like, no, breakfast sounds a lot better. <laughs> and then I went, I'm like, why don't I just stay in that same chair and eat lunch right afterwards? And uh, <laughs> for those people who who are not like from Hawaii, Portuguese sausages are sweet. And I like to eat Portuguese sausages with my loco moco, which is what the song is about. Uh, because I like to cut all that sauce with a little bit of sweet Portuguese sausage. It's, it's just it's just what I do. Just That's just something that, uh, that I learned from Koi Kitchens that has closed down for a long time. And then the second part talks about oxtail soup. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about oxtail soup. <laughs> it's my father's favorite soup, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. He. Uh, I don't. I don't know too much other than that, really. <laughs> I'll always take a Simon over oxtail soup. Oh, sacrilegious! That's just that's just my own, that's just my only personal. But my dad will always like when he comes oh. when he comes home from any if he's been on a trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. First place he always says we're gonna go to Tip Top, get a takeout, you know, get, get a takeout yeah. oxtail soup, and he takes it home and just demolishes it right there. That's the diner wrote it about. <laughs> <laughs> it's about tip top. Oh, so sad and, uh, to nighttime clothes now. Yeah, there's there was a lady named Florenda. <laughs> so, <laughs> Flo, like I just I remembered uh, like oh call me Flo. I was like okay cool Flo like the one from Progressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, that was uh, that was my song. So hi, okay, I'm just gonna play it. Okay, go ahead. Nice, man. 
Now that I have like headphones, I can appreciate it a lot more. You know, all these little <laughs> yeah. things that you did. That's kind of cool. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your song, bud. Yeah, I don't really know classic folk music or like old folk music. I'm more familiar with like you know uh, Mumford and Sons and the Lumineers. Mm-hmm. That was and... definitely that yeah. was like the first yeah. thing that I thought. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried to kind of make it more like that, and I think uh, this track has like my record for most tracks I've recorded or I've had like instruments playing and stuff i think it's like 50 Mm -hmm. or something because like for the claps happening on two and four and so for that i just clapped like uh i have it written down i I clapped 14 times so i made like 14 (laughs) tracks of like different claps and then layered it together you know so like it sounds like a whole bunch of people clapping and then i tried to add a lot of layers to it so actually like last week i had the track done and i had like guitar ukulele that i was playing in it and i programmed the bass and stuff but i wanted to use my mandolin but i needed to restring it but i didn't have it restrung in time so this week i was like oh i'll restring it and i'll record it so i added that in and then i added in um the banjo too and some other stuff so yeah just things like that nice what was that it was like a reversed effect yeah because yeah. uh it's like a key modulation of, it goes from or the original key is in d and then it, it modulates to a and so the modulation is kind of like uh the chords that are being played is a g major to a g minor and then it's mm-hmm. like a whole tone step up with the bass that's just like going up and up and up and then it lands on a so then i play that section in a and then i kind of did the reverse to get back to the um the key of d so oh, like cool. yeah it's a uh, it goes from an f sharp minor to an f sharp major and then the bass like is playing ba- backwards where it's like taking steps down until it lands back into <laughs> d and I, I i reversed the guitar to the guitar recordings that i did so it sounds yeah. like it's coming yeah, backwards cool. yeah. yeah oh wow good ideas yeah. man mm-hmm. wow yeah <laughs> cool. Aaron. okay um okay so yeah just uh kind of folk-ish song also in d <laughs> it's like it's weird yeah like everybody chose d this time for for the open challenge so yeah so it, and it I, I was trying to write about a diner and it didn't come out so this is what came out instead <laughs> okay Shadow 
part of you And who will we find to become the enemy Cause it don't matter the name It's all one and the same Finding someone to blame some awesome bob dylan vibes i love yeah, it yeah yeah so so like that that was kind of like when i was thinking folk that was like the first person that came to mind yeah. so i was listening to like a, a bunch of dylan mm. and then like because he was so kind of political like i mm. never write political yeah, kind of yeah. songs but because he was oh. so political it was it was like it kind of has to right you know right has to do has to deal with that somehow mm. and like the thing that for me is kind of at the forefront of my mind recently politically is just the fact that ev everything feels so divided you know like the mm -hmm. you know social yeah. media and everything mm -hmm. everything on the the news just makes people feel like you know it's either yeah. you're with us yeah. or you're against Pick a us side. yeah if you're if you're not with us then you're against us and you're mm -hmm. you're trying to bring me down mm -hmm. but really it's like you know, take a step back and realize that everybody is just part of the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, I, like, I think that's sort of like a kind of a philosophy that he would have had. So yeah. mm -hmm. I kind of really stripped down the lyrics too. Like, I tried to be very, you know, mm -hmm. very plain with the lyrics but, not add yeah. too many syllables and do a lot of rhyming like one after another and then yeah not not try to overcomplicate it try to make it mm -hmm. like a simple concept that can just be like driven home so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> amazing yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love that like that the chorus, like the, the chorus for that for the chorus is that ding 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 that, Yeah, like, yeah. So at, and then the, really awesome. That was kinda weird too because like the C is not in the D, right? In, in mm -hmm. the key of D. So like I I don't know where my mind pulled that out of it, it was just ask those, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> ask Mike. So from the well, key of D, he hit a C. He can. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Well, I mean, okay, there's a bunch of different ways you could think about that. Mm -hmm. um, you could think of the C as a transit. Well, do you think of the song as in D major or D minor? Uh, in D major. But it okay. flirts with both the key of A and the key of G. So I could see the, in the so key of G. So the way you could think about it is that it's actually flirting with a transition between D major and D minor. Because in D minor, a C natural <laughs> chord would actually work. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you could you you could have been just for one chord, you bop out of the key and come back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the flat, but <laughs> using the flat, <laughs> but but using the flat seven as a chord like that is 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 not completely uncommon though. Yeah, yeah. You know, you Especially can totally, like, you can totally do that. Yeah, uh, you hear that a lot in blues context. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, people right people on, using those minor uh, intervals works just fine. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So let's let's have Mike's closing thoughts on all three songs. <laughs> well, I always love all your guys' songs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Aldrin always manages to do like how do I put this? So Aldrin, <laughs> you always manage to do like these little slice of life ones. 
Yeah. Like most of your songs are kind of like that. They're really, they're very much you in the sense that like, it's something that you would do. Like I can picture you doing <laughs> or that I, well, cause, cause I think about there's that song, the thwip, thwip, thwip song from, oh. from a bunch of months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're like, sweet. like very much whatever you write about, like if someone knows you, you immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's an Algerian idea. You know, Aaron kind of bumps more all over the place, but it still always has, you always manage to find like a cool groove. I think that's a hallmark of Aaron's songs is he always finds like a cool groove to build everything else off of. Mm. And then Kahai is like the mad scientist. Because <laughs> rather, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, so here you are. He's like, ukulele, here's my ukulele in my voice. Aaron's like, here's my ukulele in my voice. Kahai's like, here's my 50 part orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it makes it sound awesome. You like this. I think uh, the the biggest difference is Kahai, you say you tend to think very like prog rock slash mm-hmm. like orchestrally you yeah, know and- like i hear like the songs that he does i totally hear like even though the song he just did was more like an americana feel there were so many moving parts so it's like rush doing americana <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody in the comments said like it sounds like a mix of the avid brothers meets daft punk and so I like I, I responded yeah, back of. to them is like I can't get away from that like EDM or pop, punk pop or <laughs> yeah that kind of like production it's like I always come back to that stuff yeah or, that or that blood uh, inside you what was it uh, wake me up by Avicii yeah yeah oh yeah exactly. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that is exactly yeah. it mm. and, and I think I like I tend to lean towards those things because mm. I don't sing in my songs or like I don't you know I even this song I tried to add like that you know like in modern folk bands now the trend is that there's like a part where they just go hey you know like all yeah. the band members yeah, yeah. so i tried to do that like i recorded myself doing that just yelling hey and i layered it up and i tried to make that but it wasn't coming out right so i was like oh. uh i'm gonna just take it out and when i took it out like that's where it's like well i can put a banjo in there though i know how to program a banjo into this song so <laughs> do stuff like that i think i always like want to like ah i don't have any lyrics i don't i'm not singing or doing anything so i'm gonna fill it with other instrumentation or something yeah mm-hmm. right on good job everybody so um that's you know that's basically it for you know for our song so if you this you know if you guys got some some ideas off of what we did definitely let us know post it in the um uh on the uu plus forums labeled thursday live lesson song, challenges song yeah. yeah, songwriting challenge, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. So I'll post it over there and we'll check it out. Definitely. So thank you, Hamsini, for uh, for putting something up. But we'll give you guys another week. And then, uh, yeah, we'll comment on some of the songs that uh, that, that have been sent over. But if Hamsini is the only one, we'll, we'll check it out and we'll uh, we'll comment on that next week. Uh, once again, it is any key that you want to. You can, you know, you can add some stuff. For example, like uh, you, you can add lyrics, you can have it be folky, you can write about a diner or dinner or sharks. Nobody wrote about sharks this week, you know. You can write about, oh, you can make it a karaoke sing-along, you know, add falsetto in there if you want to add falsetto in there. Uh, you can uh, you can add the major two, you know, which Aaron, like, actually went the other direction. He went with a flat seven instead of a major two. He went, instead of going <laughs> forward, he went backwards. Oh, no, really cool. the, the major two was in there, though. Was in there? The bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's really cool, you know, that, that he went with the uh, with, with the flat seven also. So you went forward and backwards. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Marty McQuarrie. Oh, wait. No. I, I guess that's because you always ask me for this stuff. Yeah. There is an actual, for the for you music nerds out there, there is something, there, there that is an actual technique. It's called intervallic mirror harmony. 
Ooh. <laughs> Just add this in for you guys at the end. That's that's what the show. That's what that's, this episode is called. The way you construct the chords <laughs> is you take a center note and then use the same interval going out and out and out and out, and that's how you create your chords. Uh, Aaron, Aaron uh, you knew that, right? Like you, you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, totally. yeah. That's, that's, why that. <laughs> that's why you did that. <laughs> While you're twisting your mustache, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that kind of goes to show, really, like the the music theory. Mm-hmm explains the music and mm-hmm. it usually goes in that direction right the music yeah. comes first and the theory comes later yeah. and it explains the the music but oh yeah yeah he was well, writing like, or, 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 said, what's his name or that that Coleman. Coleman. yeah see he's just <laughs> just playing what he heard right? yeah. oh yeah or is way beyond sad. way weirder than that <laughs> it's <laughs> the beat culture <laughs> Yeah, right, actually, there might be a name that you might remember, Aldrin. What's that? Do you remember playing anything by a guy named Vincent Persichetti when you were in band? Or like Overture and B flat? Doesn't sound familiar. No, I think we. I think you must have played Overture and B flat somewhere. Anyway, the guy who wrote that was the one who wrote the book that had all that stuff in it. Oh, <laughs> 20th Century Harmony. There's some weird stuff in that book. <laughs> check it out but guys thank you so much for tuning in we've gone way over you know over time but it's always awesome having mike so thank you so much mike for joining us you're welcome guys nice you can join us again yeah it's been it's been way too long let's make this a lot more regular okay <laughs> we'll try. people love people love seeing you and we love having you and you can actually answer the tough questions like or ornate I'll, <laughs> I'll remember it before the day is over <laughs> but <laughs> i'll see you folks later have a great one stick around for one-on-one coaching but on behalf of myself mike kahai and aaron we'll see you next time aloha